Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. In today's episode, Trey is going to rank all 12 projected starting quarterbacks in the Pac-12. And Ryan and I are going to point out where he is dead wrong. Uh, maybe the best group of quarterbacks in of any conference. We'll get to that maybe as we go through it. Uh, Trey, why don't you start us off with number 12? I agree. The Pac-12 is is kind of loaded with some QB talent and some some good teams this year, I think. But number 12 at Stanford, Ari Patu. He, uh, you know, there's a lots of a lot of new going on for the Cardinal this year after their three and nine season last year. They got a new coach, Troy Taylor, who replaces longtime coach David Shaw. Uh, obviously, a new quarterback here after Tanner McKee left. So it looks like it could be um, Patu, who's been he's been a backup the last couple years. Only has 25 pass attempts, so not a lot to go on. And it's a battle, too, because there's Ashton Daniels. Miles um, Jackson is a freshman uh, in the most recent class. But uh, the Cardinal, there's a, it's going to be a transition here. Yeah, they're, they're in the running for worst Power 5 team. But I believe in Troy Taylor. Like, just, yeah. I don't know. I love what he did at lower levels. Maybe not so. just year one, but, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on to number 11, Stanford's Bay Area rival, Cal comes in next with sam jackson uh the fifth he's a tcu transfer he's he was backed up max duggan and chandler morris of course um cal also brought in ben finley from nc state but uh but it looks like jackson should should get the gig uh their offense has been very poor recently but wilcox brought in jake spavital um led a good he's led good offenses in his past as an offensive coordinator at texas a&m west virginia cal um jackson here he's a dual threat talent showcased it um in you know some limited opportunities of course uh, at tcu he has the up higher upside than finley uh, but we'll see you know if he can pull it all together consistently and and be able to use be a threat with his arm yeah those right. norcal qbs I, I agree with you 11 12 unfortunately we'll see jackson's exciting but we'll see if he can yeah. do it yeah uh Oops. that's all right we got number 10 Dante Moore of UCLA. Moore is difficult to rank because number one, yeah. he's he's not even really guaranteed to be the starter at this point. Uh, you've got productive transfer uh, from Kent State, Colin Schley. He's there giving the Bruins uh, a pretty solid floor, if you you know ask me. And then you got Ethan Garbers as well. Uh, the second reason, though, that he's hard to rank is he's a true freshman. Obviously, we don't have much to go on other than his pedigree. He was a five-star player in this class after they, you know, they flipped him from Oregon late. Um, Talent-wise, and how you know athletically gifted he is, he's probably top five in the league in that regard. But you know, we just got to see if he can put it together in year one, especially with the Bruins losing some of their uh, key contributors on offense. Yeah, this is probably where I would also put Dante Moore if that's the projected starter, just because freshman. You know, even though it's chip kelly great coach you know gonna be a good offensive system so it might it might hit but uh, but weirdly like if you told me colin schley was going to be the starter just because he has that track record of being pretty good at kent state i would have him maybe a few slots higher but yeah i hear what you're saying i agree i agree with that um all right number nine drew pine arizona state now this is a full quarterback room you could make a case for four guys there but I'll say Pine wins the job. Uh, he was respectable for Notre Dame last year when Tyler Buckner went down. Pine ended up going eight and two as a starter. 
you know, he did have some, you know, somewhat modest numbers, but 65% completions, 22 touchdowns to six picks, pretty efficient. Um, he doesn't necessarily scream like he's going to put up massive numbers, but in this ranking, I'm kind of factoring in, factoring in a potential bump from Kenny Dillingham. Dillingham got Bo Nix to put up incredible numbers in his stint as the Oregon offensive coordinator. Not saying he's going to do that with Drew Pine, but I think maybe he could elevate Pine's game a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, moving on to number eight, Shadur Sanders of Colorado. Here's another tough one to rank because, you know, he put up video game numbers at Jackson State. 70 touchdowns in his two seasons, but now he is obviously taking a dramatic leap in competition. You know, it's going to be fascinating to see how his game translates not only to FBS, but also, you know, within the Power Five. And it kind of like maybe you could argue going from minor league to, you know, the majors, the big leagues, um, add in the fact that, you know, we all know that the roster at Colorado has been completely yeah. flipped um, by his dad, Dion. So, you know, will this offensive line be good enough to to give him some protection? Uh, will there be pro- production around him? Can they put up numbers? You know, he's got the talent, but now we have to see if he can do it in this situation. Colorado is going to be in such an interesting team this year. Like I might be looking forward to them, you know, more than any other team to watch. Just like they could be pretty bad. Like they're probably not going to be very good, but it's still going to just be fascinating to watch. Yeah. And I think the offensive side of the ball has the potential to actually not be bad. Like I think the defense. Yeah. Could I think be really it'll be better than them. defense. Yeah. Offense could be decent. It kind of depends on, on Shadur. I good guess. Good coordinator, yeah. good QB supposedly, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah, you know. Sean Lewis. I like yeah. Sean Lewis at the offensive coordinator. Shadur has a huge range, though, because like like we saw, well, I think he might be getting to him soon, but like Cam Ward coming from FCS, yeah. and I think was even, you know, played better competition than than Shadur, and he had insanely good numbers, I think even better than Shadur, and went to Wazoo, and, you know, it was fine, but nothing yep. crazy, and so you just don't know what to expect. Yep. Yep. So you perfectly, perfect segue, okay. Mike. Cameron Ward of Washington State um, at number seven. So you, you you touched on it. You know, he came in with some very lofty expectations last year. I was honestly one of them um, thinking he'd be great. But I, I do think a lot of people, in my opinion, kind of just ignore that. I think he still had a, a decent season, uh, over 3,200 yards, 65% completions, 28 total touchdowns. Like, he wasn't a train wreck or anything. He just didn't quite live up, obviously, to the billing. Now he gets... Uh, the Western Kentucky offensive coordinator, Ben Arbuckle, who just led um, Austin Reed to a year where he led the the nation in passing yards. So I think Ward's attempts will go up. Maybe his, you know, we'll, we'll see how that translates. And he's, you got to remember Ward, similar to what we were talking about with Sanders. He was acclimating to the jump from FCS incarnate word to power five. And at the time it was a new coach with Jake Dickert. Um, I think he can improve maybe in year two here. He's comfortable. He knows what to expect and have a season that maybe some thought he would last year. Yep. He's solid. I like it. All right. Number six, this one, I don't know where people kind of fall on this, but DJ Uyunglele of Oregon state. Um, At first blush, when I was just kind of thinking about this big picture, I didn't think I would have him maybe this high, but as I dug into it, I kind of came around to him, um, being up here obviously you know we all know his story uh being you know he's supposed to be the next great clemson quarterback but you know that just didn't quite pan out um we we know he's he's shown flashes of some of his brilliance that he has but but 
he's also shown the other side of some frustrating, frustrating moments. Um, I do like the fact that he's going to be under the tutelage of one of our favorite coaches, Jonathan Smith. Um, I kind of believe in the Beaver system. I think he could, he could thrive there. Um, Smith will be able to use his athleticism with his legs. And I personally just think this might be a case for a new environment and slightly less pressure. He could, you know, elevate his game and, and potentially thrive. I mean, you look at last year's numbers he still put up 2,500 yards, 22 total touchdowns, ran for over 500 yards. Actually had 29 total touchdowns, 22 passing, seven rushing. Um, yes, he does need to be more consistent, but I'm I'm a little I'm bullish on the Beavers this year and Smith, so I think he can kind of get DJU to rebound. I think the Beavers the last couple of years just haven't had a decent enough quarterback. I think they've kind of struggled with. I mean, a couple of years back, Chance Nolan had a decent year, but. No one doesn't have the physical tools that DJU does. You know, I, I think DJU gives them a quite a bit of a different option, a little bit. Maybe they'll be able to open it up a little bit more for him. Like a few years back, they had Jake Luton, who put up some pretty darn big numbers. Not saying Uyunga like could replicate that, but I, I think Smith I, I has, think be, has. He could be Jake Luton level, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. See, I mean, maybe, maybe, but I, I that's what I think. Like, I just think Uyunga is. Improve, he, his skill level and his abilities, like his arm, his running, is better than what they've had the last couple of years at quarterback. Yeah, and I, Ryan, we talked about it before Trey hopped on while we were where we were before the episode, and we said exactly what Trey said in there. Like before you looked at the rankings, I yeah. would not have expected to put DJU six in the top half. I, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I just don't have a high opinion of him after. Every, but but then when you look at it, it's like, well. Who am I going to put ahead of him? And I, yeah. I think I, I think Trey put him in the right spot here. I agree. I appreciate that, guys. We're on the same wavelength. Yep. All right. So now we get to the top five, and I think this top five was, and we kind of talk about it. It's, I think, fairly straightforward and a, a pretty dang good top five compared to other some of the other conferences. Jaden Delora of Arizona. Um, he was third last year in the conference with almost thirty seven hundred yard thirty seven hundred yards passing. He threw for 400 or more uh, three different times last year, uh, 29 total touchdowns. He he clearly helped turn around the offense in Tucson. They went from scoring 17 points a game to 30. Uh, and now we're in year two under Jed Fish, uh, and his in- influence maybe could lead to an even better season for Delora. He is, I mean, part of the the reason you you like him is he's a bit of a gunslinger. So it makes him fun to watch, but at the same time, he can he has thrown a lot of picks. If he can kind of hone that in a little bit uh, and clean it up, he he could definitely get maybe the Wildcats to go bowling. Surprisingly, it's Jed Fish's third year. Third, yeah, okay. It feels like second though. The first year was wow. kind of such a horrible year. They were one and eleven. They were just god awful. Yeah, that's right. But then Delora came in year two of like, Delora. Exactly. Yeah, Fish has done a great job. Yeah, surprising. Yeah, Got a huge yeah, recruit I, recently too. Yeah, I think this, the edge. This, yeah. This, oh, sorry. I think this is the clear spot for for Delora, though. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number four, Cameron Rising of Utah, and this is this is where the list gets even better. Um, I personally might have put Rising a notch higher, but I'm staying cautious as he he's coming off a torn ACL in the Rose Bowl. We don't know necessarily when he'll be a hundred percent. Uh, he's not flashy, won't put up these insane numbers, but he is, he's just a dude. Um, he plays tough, hard to bring down when he runs. He's won back-to-back Pac-12 titles. You know, Even though he doesn't put up these insane numbers, he's still very good. 
threw for over 3,000 yards, completes, you know, two-thirds of his passes, 32 touchdowns, six yards per carry on the ground. And for when I'm looking at Utah, you know, the offensive line looks to be a strength for him. I like the backs that they have this year to help him, um, Jackson and Bernard. Uh, he gets key targets back to throw to Donovan Vele. Uh, or Devon Vele, Money Parks, Brent Keithy's back. Yeah, Keithy is uh, nice to have back. For him, just just getting back to full strength is is the key. I, I hope he does. His running was a pretty big piece of what he's done the last couple of years. So I just I yeah. hope he can. You know, like they, they got a pretty huge game right out of the gate, Florida. Uh, but it's like God. I just wish he. I mean, it sucks. But I just wish he didn't have that ACL in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If he if he's a little bit hobbled. Uh, which I think we've seen before. It, it really takes an aspect it does. away from his it game. Just, yeah, yeah. All right, number three, Bo Nix of Oregon. Uh, he dramatically changed the narrative on himself with his performance last year. You know, much of the year he was in the Heisman discussion. Uh, did it through the air and on the ground. All purpose had over four thousand yards, forty three total touchdowns, like over seventy percent completions. I guess for me, it'll be interesting to see how his production is going to change with his offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, taking the head job at Arizona State. I personally don't think he's all of a sudden going to be a bum since he has four years of experience, uh, year two of his situation at Oregon with you know very good pieces around him. But I am curious to see if, if there is a drop-off at all. Yeah, uh, last year it went about as good as you could have possibly imagined for him after seeing him for three years at Auburn just – being an average QB those three years, barely improving, you know, if you look at the numbers and stuff, but it's crazy. Boom. It's, that's what, it's also a good indication of just situations, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you know, there's so many quarterbacks out there that at, you know, they're done playing college and they were probably really, really good, but they just weren't in the right situation. You know, it's like, Oh Oh, man, it's, it's huge. Like it's, there's a million examples you could point to, but one I just think of is, is Gardner Minshew. Like, he mm. was this close to just going transferring to Alabama yeah. and just starting his coaching career. Yeah. And then Grad decided assistant. at the last second to go play for uh, Mike Leach and boom, NFL. Like yeah. Yeah. completely and, changed his life. It, and that's that's what's happening for Bo Nix right now, potentially. Like yeah. he has another big year. He, you know, he could be a, a decent NFL draft pick. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. That's why All you right. see so many guys transferring, I guess. You know, it's just like they're they're hoping for that, you know. Get the right yeah. spot. Well, yeah. Joe Burrow, another example. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. yeah that's a great example. But even, even him, even, even yeah, yeah. Him, it, was, it was a coaching <laughs> change year. though. Kind yeah. Of. It was. It was the situation still. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was the OC that came. Well, he was co OC. Um, Brady. Uh, yeah, Joe Brady. Yeah, yeah. Joe Brady. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number two, Michael Penix of Washington. I mean, he would probably be number one on most other conference lists, but. You know, he's second in the nation last year in passing yards, uh, eight and a half yards per attempt. You know, he he clearly thrives in Kalen DeBoer's system. He's done, you know, we saw him do well at Indiana, now at Washington with him. I guess really everyone in DeBoer's system uh, yeah. does well. Hainer. Uh, he has, for when you look at Penix, he has two potential all pack 12 receivers to throw to Jalen uh, McMillan, Roma Dunze. Uh, they were, you know, as a team, they were seventh in scoring last year. I don't really see why they wouldn't put up similar numbers this year with Penix back leading the charge under DeBoer oh, yeah. and that supporting cast. Oh, yeah. Penix was great. 
Yeah. They're going to be fun to watch. I'm uh, the USC Washington game this year is one of my most anticipated yeah. games that I want to watch. It's like because they didn't play last year, and but now you know you got two elite offenses and elite QBs. Like, yeah, it's at USC, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Um, no, maybe I'll go to that. Let's go, Mike. Yeah, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. Penix is is a lock to put up monster numbers if healthy. Like, there's just there's nothing yeah. stopping it. Yeah. 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 And then number one, pretty easy choice, Caleb Williams, SC. Uh, you know, obviously the reigning Heisman winner, future number one pick. His numbers were just ridiculous. He has such, you watch him, he has such command of Lincoln Riley's offense. It's amazing to watch. Um, he could run too. Uh, you know, they bring in Dorian Singer, a productive receiver to, to help the receiving core. And he, he just kind of looks like Patrick, Patrick Mahomes out there. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to be a serious college football fan to understand how good he is. Like the average person can kind of just see it when you when you see him on the field. Like he just has that that it factor. Um, you know, you could go on and on, but no need. Yeah, that's He's, interesting. U.S. I just took a look at USC's schedule, and as far as the preseason rankings, they play Washington number twelve, Notre Dame number thirteen, Utah number fourteen, Oregon number fifteen. So they play 12, 13, 14, 15 as far as preseason go. rankings. And all in the second half of the year, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough second half, yes. Okay. So here is Trey's overall list. Ryan, What? Uh, any thoughts you have looking at it? You know, I mean, I wish I could hate on it, but I can't. I, I think he pretty much got it right. Like, I, I, I'm trying to think of if I would have changed anything. Not. Nah, I, I, I wouldn't have. Like. I, th- I, th- I this yeah. is pretty much exactly the list I probably would have come up with. I don't know. Well, how about- I, I'm not a big Drew Pine guy. Maybe I'll put Dante more because I think he's got more potential and I like Chip Kelly's system. Yeah. But I mean that he is a true freshman though. So that's how about that. Like, is there a guy or Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I kind of I pretty much echo Ryan's sentiment. No major changes, but uh, if we're looking at that, that top four, which I think we all agree is the best top four of any, conference like it, it has to be um i i might have put bo nicks ahead of michael Penix. uh this mm-hmm. is a minor you know they're they're close but uh just because i think bo nicks had a, a much better i think he had a better year last year like he was a bit more efficient through the air and he adds the ground game he adds a lot of value on the ground so but at the same time there's more change with Bo Nix. Like he's got a new offensive coordinator now yeah. and some changes up front on the O line. So it's like, I think Bo Nix has a higher ceiling, um, yeah. but, but Penix has the higher floor just because of, you know, there's, there's yeah. no changes there, but, uh, but yeah, minor. What, what were you going to say though, Trey? I was just going to, you know, I guess it's more for maybe even the viewers or listeners. I'd be interested to hear like of maybe say the top five and bottom five, like who's a guy you think is going to be, worse by the end of the year and who's a guy that's probably going to be better like that i missed i kind of whoever ucla's quarterback is will probably rise Mm, yeah that's probably the uh, in that section but yeah but if you told me like cam ward had a big yeah i don't know it's tough i made the list so it'd be hard for me to (laughs) yeah Drew Pine maybe could could rise up just because kenny dillingham you know i mean pine had pretty good enough decent enough numbers last year at notre dame and you know, Dillingham's proven at least last year he can make a decent quarterback and look really, really good. So maybe Pine could do that. Yeah, 
Yeah, but same with the guys ahead of him, the right ahead of him, like Shadur Sanders, ton of potential there. Yeah. Cam Ward in year two. Yeah, so there's it's it's tough. But yeah, the six through ten is is the tough range to <laughs> yeah, it uh, is. You, you could you could shuffle put that it in a lot of different orders. Yeah. But uh but yeah, I mean as I look at this list and we're, we're if we're thinking about which conference has the best quarterbacks, it's hard because the bottom of this list isn't necessarily I don't know if it's necessarily once you get past the goes top five, you know, like it's, you know, DJU's, you know, I mean, he could be pretty good at an Oregon yeah. State, but we've seen him kind of struggle at Clemson. I mean, relatively. Yeah, um, I think other conferences could compare six through 12, but I'm not sure anyone well, has a top five like this. No, it's pretty. Dang yeah, solid. I, you know, SEC is pretty good. We'll get to that next, but mm-hmm. I probably would have to but go. Not as good as 12. years past. I mean, you know, just because Alabama and Georgia aren't so in, you know, certain, but you know, we got other QBs, KJ Jefferson, Jaden Daniels, Will Rogers. Hey, those hey, are three. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. No, proven. Just... Yeah. Not spoiling. They're, they're there. <laughs> they know they're who there. They are. Yeah. You're just naming people. <laughs> Joe Milton could have a big year. You know, he's in Tennessee situation. Yeah. So Rattler finished the season amazing. <laughs> right. Just going to do the SEC episode right now. <laughs> Okay, but I'm not I saying don't know. which order I have. Them, but, but I don't think any crazy. of those guys, like all those guys you listed, I they might be fifth. The best guy might be fifth. Yeah, like uh, it I, no, 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 no. I disagree. Well, I mean, okay, let's say we're talking. I'll just look what Bo Nix did for three years at Auburn. True. I, I would true. probably have a few guys in the SEC ahead of Bo Nix. Really, a few and probably guys in Penix. Yeah. I, I think Caleb Williams. I, I, I have a Penix. I have a few like, guys yeah. ahead of Penix. Maybe, right. maybe two guys. Maybe two guys in front of. Penix, well, this yeah. this will we'll we'll get an answer here because we're going to do the SEC uh, next episode, and then we'll do the. I just think, think it's pretty close. I think it's closer than yeah. maybe. You know, like SEC's good. They got really good defense. That's, Pac-12. No, but that's fine. That's expected. The Pac-12 doesn't get that. Like they're ne- they're they're I don't know. National narrative is they aren't yeah. as as deep and as good. And this year they have a really good crop. No, they do. I mean, I, they, it's true. It's close. I think it's close. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. We're going to put them all together uh, a couple episodes yeah. from now when we do our top National 10, top Ooh, 10 quarterbacks. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. However deep we go. Yeah. Then, then yeah. you're going to really Ooh, see, Ryan, how many SEC yeah. quarterbacks are you putting ahead of? <laughs> well, yeah, I said maybe. It's close. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to hedge a little bit now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway, thanks for watching and listening to this episode of the college football bros uh as always if you enjoy the podcast want to support us we'd really appreciate uh subscriptions to our patreon patreon.com slash college football bros but other than that we will see you next time